0: Mind benders, time rippers, panty raiders, welcome to the Paradise Paradox. The other day I had a chance to catch up with Aaron and we talk about a dream I had in which I met an immortal humanoid extraterrestrial who bestowed on me the gift of eternal life, at least within the dream, and about downloading new dance moves through ayahuasca ceremonies and about the art of living. Remember, subscribe on YouTube, jump onto Facebook, Facebook, search for The Paradise Paradox, crazy ideas for open-minded people. Check out the website, theparadiseparadox.com, and if you're feeling generous, jump to donate.theparadiseparadox.com, send us a few dash or a few bitcoins, and that will put a huge smile on our faces. Let's get into it. A friend of mine keeps uh, bringing up the flat Earth thing on on Facebook. For the record, I'm pretty sold on the spheroid Earth model. Even though, I mean, to to really make sense of it, you'd really have to research a lot because uh, there's a lot of uh, physics knowledge involved about gravity and and the beams of light and and lots of things, sun dogs. There's a lot of questions, but for the moment, I'm like I'm ninety percent plus. Sold on the idea of a of a round earth, especially because of the the videos uh jesse Ko- kozlowski's videos about um about surveying um which uh indicates that you know do you know about this about the like you you look at the angles in a triangle and determine if the if if you are on a round surface or on a, or on a flat surface do you know what i mean
1: you're talking about Geometry. Yeah, um, I haven't applied it. I haven't applied it to trying to work out whether the Earth is round or not, or you're on a round surface. But I have seen videos where they they try and go point to point mm. and say if the Earth was X round, mm-hmm. that should be below the horizon. Ah, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's something a bit different. Imagine you have uh, three points on a map, and uh, if the if if it's on a flat surface. What you'd expect is the triangle between the three of them would add up to 180 degrees. But if it's on a round surface, it would add up to more than 180 degrees. And that's what actually happens. So so to me, that, that's pretty pretty good evidence that the Earth is round. Uh, but on the other hand, sometimes it, it, it enters into my mind like... Uh, you know, there's this idea about simulation theory. So, what if we put these these two ideas together? Um, the, what if what if uh, Earth is like this game of of uh, Grand Theft Auto, and it's it's just really huge? So, what what if uh, like you get to one edge of the map, and you just cross over to and start on the other edge, like the like a Pac Man board? Um, that doesn't mean the Earth
1: completely, is, yeah, seamless, yeah. And the closer you get to the edge, the closer the other edge comes to you. So you really don't know where the edge is. It could be anywhere. Yeah,
0: maybe there is no no edge. It's like, like perf- perfectly, perfectly seamless, and you wouldn't know. Um, and, yeah. and so in that case, yeah, I mean, I guess the closest approximation in that case, would, you would say, well, the Earth is flat, except it's not, because in some cases it behaves like a like a like a ball. And if somehow in this, you know, it's a very expansive game of Grand Theft Auto or you know whatever, um, No Man's Sky, um, you make your your spaceship and you and you put it together and you and you blast off into space. Well, looking back at the Earth, it's going to appear like a ball because that's the only way it's going to make sense. But in a, in every case, you know, in in the case of it uh, wrapping around as a as a flat world or or having this triangle um anomaly or, or or looking like a ball in every case none of them actually mean they are flat they are a ball they are you know a trapezoid whatever uh it's just it's just your perspective it's like when when um when you see things in in again in this game of gta uh if you're far away from something it ha it actually has a different um it'll have a lower polygon count than if you're close. So it's you say, well, it has 100 polygons. Then you get closer and you say it actually has 2,000. And you're like, well, which does it really have? Well, it doesn't have one or the other. It actually has both. It's got both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an idea I like to k- kick around in my head. Like what if everything kind of depends on the way
1: you look at it? <laughs> it's not really a fixed that, reality. That's exactly how it is, really. Um, everyone's got different perspectives. We all carry our own individual worlds, and and to a high degree, our own truth of what we want to believe things are. Hmm. Um, so you're saying the world, literally in every physical sense, is flat. It's only that when we go into outer space, um, because it has to like seamlessly connect to everything, our brain just boop makes it a ball. Like,
0: <laughs> well, I, like I'm there saying it is. that it's if. A, if- uh, if Earth were a simulation, the level of detail would have to match our level of inspection.
1: So yeah, uh, so and, would- we're, and we're not capable of seeing time in the fourth D because our brains aren't quantum.
0: Right, right.
1: Therefore, it just becomes a blob.
0: Oh, you know, if we just if we just <laughs> saw, it's like if we have the the screen on our computer and we have like. Uh, like I have this window with Skype open, right? Um, but what I'm actually seeing isn't the the data. with um, the data is actually just this bunch of ones and zeros. So this is this overlay on, on top, and I think I'm seeing the screen, or I think I'm seeing Skype. No, I'm not. I mean, Skype is Skype is ones and zeros. So in the same in in the same way, you know, I mean, this Earth simulation doesn't necessarily use a binary computer system but the the underlying thing would be data it wouldn't be a flat earth or a round earth it would just be data
1: Mm. see here we move into an area where i think i think there is uh more to it in the fact that maybe this real world does have a lot of coincidences in things like, um, you know, the golden ratio Hmm. or, um, or Fibonacci sequencing in, in nature, you know, there are mathematical patterns in the way everything's generated in front of us. And I say generated because I'm kind of alluding to the, the holographic, um, intelligence of things just, you know, are constantly organically growing in front of us to entertain the, the moment. Um, but there, there are, there are these, uh, There are scientists that have come out and said that when you dig deep enough, it does break down to ones and zeros. The thing is, did we invent computers because we invented them or are we just naturally expressing what we already are, which is fundamental nature at its most basic form? And it happens through like, you know, if you look into computers, the deeper you go, that's ones and zeros. You go back into like nature and atomic atoms and deep that way. Physics, ones and zeros.
0: Wait, how is so physics, what is it? ones and zeros?
1: Um, well, that's the thing. I, I I don't really know right now. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even quote a scientist. But um, th- isn't this like the basis of the holographic universe? All right. Uh, you know, when when I when I got caught, you know, in my head in that rabbit hole, um, I'm sure that the people that were like really pushing for, you know, there is something to the holographic universe is not just crazy people saying that everything's not real uh, okay. uh, so you t- you're talking about
0: let's see i think that the, the holographic universe or the simulation theory it's more like simulation theory that you're talking about right
1: i thought they were very similar i thought they were one in the same well, i guess
0: they're I, different? I guess they're related but yeah yeah uh, so you're talking about like there's there's that clip of uh um, Neil deGrasse Tyson and is interviewing that guy who says that uh, that that uh, physics professor that says inside the these formulae that that are supposed to be these basic formulae about the universe there's a kind of computer code uh,
1: hidden within them.
0: That's what you're talking
1: about, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think that's a, that's the video that I'm based in this last. Okay. Yeah. Um, little conversation right. that, piece. That, so that's on. fine. Yeah. That puts it in context. Yeah. So what so what's all that about?
0: I don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> I, I could be on topic, I could be off, but it, it, it goes into perception, everything's real, you know, you knock on the, the glass or the you know or the wooden table and everything's real, everything's like just interacting forces. But uh, all that material is really only four percent of expression once you include all the dark matter and dark energies that you know we call dark because we've got no idea what that is. Like no one's going to call it as it is. No one's got any but idea that's, what the hell we're in.
0: That's the that's the so. gag of it because that's – well, some people say, all right, so you made this computer simulation which is supposed to simulate the universe. And then when you made it, it didn't work because there was just 96% of matter missing. And so you just call that dark mm. matter and say it must exist. Well, that's it's, it's kind of this questionable – like, it's based on the, uh, the, uh, this whole lot of assumptions about the model. You, you have to assume that the model's correct. But there's probably exactly. more to that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah this, yeah.
1: this is why I personally love going into, like, metaphysical stuff because it's like they don't have the answers either, or maybe they do. It's just they try and put it into English words so we conceptualize it. And unless you have a real out-there mind – you can't even grasp what you're reading. And, you, and it's like, you know, I get it. You know, love is energy and, you know, go love your neighbors and whatever. You know what I mean? Like be, you know, pay it forward and, and uh, you know, just be a good person. And then you, then you got all these religions that just grew up on top of all those ideas. But no one's got any idea what the hell is going on. That's the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I mean, because uh, I, I think that that's, that's almost more important than, than saying, you know, this person says that and that person says this. The truth is, nobody knows. So maybe more people need to start thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Can't hurt. Or maybe, I don't, know. I don't know. Anyway, so why were we talking about that? Oh, what, what are we talking uh, about? That the was, perception that was and-
0: just something that. that, uh, that- that popped up in our conversation. But I wanted to tell you this little story about when I woke up this morning. I, ha- I had this this uh, very strange dream. So, uh, let's see. So, I was in a kind of clearing. I think it was like out the back of someone's house, uh, there was this woman with me. Well, she looked like a woman, about, say, 30, 35, 40 year- years old. Um, she was actually an an alien and she was actually hundreds of years old uh, in a yep. dream uh, and she she pointed out to me a forest that that was uh, over yonder, like maybe uh, I don't know 400 meters away. Um, and she said within that forest uh, she has this kind of technological fountain of youth or f- presumably technological. Uh, so there's like this this device that she has, or this this technology technology that she has that's been sustaining her life for hundreds or thousands of years, and okay. then I I don't remember what happened next. But uh, then uh, uh, there was another scene in the dream <clears throat> where I was uh, in uh, on on my bed in my parents' house, and I was la- laying on the bed. And I was in a kind of epileptic fit. And, and uh, I was thinking like, oh, gee, what if my my parents come in? They're going to get really worried or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, I knew. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if someone's having a fit,
1: I mean, who wouldn't get worried? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But at the same time, um, so this this is kind of related to the, the interview I, I put up the other day with uh, my buddy Luis, uh, and he was talking about how sometimes when he's on a, an ayahuasca or a Wachuma trip, uh, he has this experience where these, these beings come and it's like, he says it's like a, a car being in the shop, like they, they remove certain parts of him, like the, this, this spiritual arm or sp- spiritual pa- part of him, this part of his soul. Mm. And they repair it yeah. and, and put it back or they replace it with a new one. So I was having a, a sort of uh, a comparable experience where I'm on the bed and I'm, you know, my body's moving around like these crazy movements. And, and at the same time, I'm feeling this these intense movements of energy all through my body. Um, and it's very strange uh, because until recently, I don't think I've had... I don't think I've ever felt energy in my dream before. Maybe emotions, uh, but not like not like this. Um, so, the,
1: and it's like these these kind of ex- explosions, like these these. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that was going to be my next question. How would you describe the energy? And and let, let's start within a um, like in a, a sense of reality. Yeah. So people might be able to relate to it because I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Myself,
0: okay. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a difficult one. Okay, well, you know, uh, let's see. Um, it's it's difficult because I know n- not everybody has had this this kind of experience, and it is very difficult to describe. But for example, have, have you ever uh, have you ever had? Uh, well, I know you've had. Um, uh, let's see, what do you call it? Like energy work? Uh, like you remember when uh, you came here? And there was a spiritual psychologist who who cleaned my house because I had a problem with yep. ghosts, and she laid her hands on us or you know just just a little way away and mm. uh, I know when she did it to me, I could feel like this this kind of like this this smooth feeling, this energy kind of flooding in like this like like holy light or something was was entering me, and you had a similar yep. feeling, right? I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a good example yep. because, um, yeah, I know ex- now. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. It's almost like you have um, a little computer fan. Hmm. You know how like, computers might have the fans underneath mm-hmm. that you know try and they don't really work because your computer overheats anyway. But like it's just like a little bit of air, yep. um, barely noticeable. Yep. It kind of feels like that close to your skin. Yep. Yep. Maybe a little like I say sparkly or like you know like maybe even like a little sensation in your skin of like pins and needles to the minus degree, yep. like really minor. Um but it's it's calming. Yes. And uh, as a whole unit, you feel calm mm-hmm. with that experience. But yeah, it's very subtle.
0: Yes. Well, and you know sometimes it's subtle, sometimes not so subtle, but it does feel it mm. feels like uh uh, like maybe even there's a little bit of resistance there. It seems like there's there's something solid almost when when it gets really intense. Uh, yeah. And, yep. and let's see. So if anybody's if if anybody's had that like energy work or Reiki, that's just, that's kind of the same thing. Or even when yep. you go into a, a, a deep meditation. And your limbs are very still or all your body is very still. And you start to feel something. Maybe you start to feel initially. Uh, I remember when I first started meditating, someone described it to me as like feeling le- as if your hands are made of concrete. Uh, which is an, now looking back, it's an unusual way to put it. But you, you feel like your, your your limbs are very solid and you might even feel like this kind of spider web of, uh, well, of energy
1: in inside your limbs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yes. Yes. So- I mean, I, I'm I'm talking about from my experience, when you're when you meditating, you're sitting very square, you know, you're trying to sit very straight with your back because you want to align. I'm not sure if this is 100%, but you want to try and align your chakras right. so that you got good flow through you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might notice that- <laughs> There's something wrong with your back, and you do you, all of a sudden. And the more you sit there, it's you think, oh, I'm just uncomfortable because my back doesn't feel right. So you you give yourself a little wiggle, and you, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um And then you might just reach your arm out, and then you know throw throw your elbow out of something, and you hear this like little like um, pop, or you know you crack you you crack your own back a little bit, and then all of a sudden you've got this wash over you of just calmness again because all of a sudden you're comfortable mm-hmm. and you haven't moved at all. Hey. I've noticed that. Okay, okay, <laughs> that that has that, been an experience. Okay, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, and so let's see. So, so now you're, we're talking about this kind of calm energy. But when I was uh, in, in this dream and I'm writhing around in, in on this bed, this was a slightly different flavour. So these were more like this starburst of energy all over my body. <laughs> Uh, blowing up in like these these nucleus and the, these these other uh, yeah. arrangements of of energy so this the same sort of thing but much much more complex than much more dynamic uh, okay <laughs> uh, and actually i had i haven't ever really felt uh energy like this before in except for well one one other time which i'll p- probably mention in a moment um and then um let's see um so yeah i mean that was that was pretty much the dream but so i was there having this fit and uh thinking well i i was thinking i know this is this is a little weird but i know this is good for me and i guess i interpreted it as this is the the immortality uh process that the that the alien
1: described to me in the previous scene um so, when you say that you know it was good for you, um, I mean, from my little experience, I know that it feels that way, and you can kind of interpret your feelings as I know something. Uh-huh. But how, how do we know it's good for you? Because sometimes it's not comfortable. Well,
0: uh, what do you mean sometimes like (laughs) when you're in a dream and when you're having an epileptic fit in in a bed in your parents house and you just have these energy bursts all over your body
1: how do you know that Uh, or what (laughs) what do you mean yeah exactly like how how could you interpret that as being this is a good thing because i think i know what you mean you feel like your body's being upgraded at an atomic level for some (laughs) reason just happens to be me right now (laughs) but how do you know it's a good thing
0: well i mean it was a dream so i don't know it was just you know when something happens in a dream, you're like, this is good or this is bad or whatever, so yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not, you just know. Um, yeah, it was just just yeah uh and and you know uh, because of the build up of the prior scene and this uh, this woman telling me about this pro immortality process uh I was already prepped for it, so you know, I expected yep. something weird, I guess <laughs> you want it, you got it, yeah, uh. Okay, so, um, so yeah, that happened. Then I I, I woke, and uh, I I messaged Luis about it, and I told him, well, I just had this very strange dream, and I told him the whole thing, uh, or those those key points that I mentioned, and uh, I said, well, you know, it's maybe it's just a dream, because um, you know. Dreams are weird sometimes, and that's how it goes and he said no i don't I don't think it was uh, I think there might be something to that um he said you've you've opened doors uh you've you've opened certain doors and and I said, yeah well, I guess some doors when opened can never be closed again, and he's like, yeah that's right mm. uh so um then i met I mentioned to him um well he started mentioning something about um about uh nadis like you you have you know you have chakras in your body which are like the organs of of your soul and then you have nadis which are like uh channels or like like the veins of your soul um which which carry energy to different parts of your body Um, and uh he said that when when you clear out a nadi uh like i guess it's Similar to what they do in acupuncture. Uh, when you clear out these channels of energy, you, you might feel this, like, burst of electricity. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And, you know, I do feel um, lately I've been doing that uh, Wim, Wim Hof's method or just the basics, like, I take cold showers in the morning. But before I do it, I do his, uh, like, hyperventilation where you, you breathe in really quickly, like, and, and then you, you just let <laughs> it out and you do that like like 30 times or according to, you know, if you're being strict, you do it 30 times. Uh, but when I do that, I actually do feel this burst of energy and I thought it was uh, adrenaline or something. Maybe it is adrenaline. I don't know, really know what it is. Um, but that's, that's kind of interesting. And then I, I mentioned to Luis... How um in my last ayahuasca ceremony, um there was this time when for like half an hour I was like convulsing on the floor, and, and at certain points I felt like, okay, I've kind of I've really lost control of my body, like uh like my hips are undulating, all of this kind of strange movements. And I also <clears throat> At some point, I interpreted it like, okay, uh, it seems like my central nervous system is getting a download of some new dance moves. Um, so I mentioned that to, to Luis. Yeah. And he said, well, you should try them. Because uh, I said I, I hadn't tried them yet. And he, he said, you should try them. Uh, so, so I did. And uh, it was like I'm trying to let my body move kind of just the way it wants to move. And then kind of... This it starts to get like a kind of order and I'm doing this like this this tribal This, this kind of tribal um, dance. Um, comic, yeah. Where were you? Uh, right, Hopefully right in here public. in my bedroom. Nah, it's, um. oh, that's, a, that's a
1: shame. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you're in the middle of Chapultepec with your <laughs> um, with your battery powered, you know, boombox out there, in <laughs> Kurt's busting. <laughs> that
0: would be cool. But it was just like pa- mm. passing from from foot to foot, but it was making this very rhythmic thing on, on the floor like banging out of rhythm on the floor and then uh, um yep. like i started off with 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 my head down and then after after a few movements my head would go up and, and i'd start to feel like again the electricity or that 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 energy mo- moving through me feeling like electricity um similar to with the breathing technique uh, uh but much more constant uh And then after a little while of doing it, I started to, uh,
1: like, sing or chant along with it. Uh, uh Uh Uh-oh, Kurt's going (laughs) shum. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's probably the coolest thing I've heard all week (laughs) Um, because uh, it's it's some intelligence coming, you know, pouring through you. Yes. Well, um, yeah. From who the hell knows where. Who cares? Um, and if you can channel that, like, yeah, okay, that's, I'm going to say a door to something else. But, I mean, maybe, but the thing is, I feel like it's more of you. Like, you know, it's, you are only available to yourself. So, you know, more doors you're open, whatever you are big picture right. starts flowing through. Yeah, I I
0: think so. <laughs> and But it's kind of funny, too, because, like, when I, when I allow the movements at first, it's like they're very they're very jerky. It's like almost as if I, I'm giving control to somebody else, uh, and, and they're like, "Well, how do you work this thing?" You know, <laughs> left <laughs> like left button, drive a menu. left right <laughs> up left f left whoa, and then and then you know after yeah. a while, I kind of I I get the idea. Of what the movement's supposed to be, and then I can sort of do it myself. But I mean, it's best when I still have this this feeling like I'm kind of allowing my hands to move, like as as if like you know, there's there's some divine string holding onto my finger, pull it pulling me in in a different direction, like I'm some kind of puppet. Uh, yeah. So that's uh. That's definitely an unusual feeling. So <laughs> um so there was yeah, there were good. a couple of uh, dance moves that I learned and, and they're very simple. I mean I could uh teach you sometime, but <laughs> I would love to I'd
1: love to learn the the
0: style.
1: <laughs> press like on YouTube, press like on Facebook, subscribe on
0: YouTube. ITunes. And donate, but you know, both of them seem to give give me this kind of energy. So I wonder. Um, you know, it's it's also kind of weird and it's kind of silly, I guess, because I was watching. Uh, you know, have you watched the OA yet? The what? OA,
1: the TV show. Uh, I don't even know what it okay. is. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I haven't. So it's
0: a TV show about about this woman. Uh, she comes back to her hometown, and she's um, she's been lost for like seven years. And miraculously, she has her vision, which originally she was blind. And uh, she starts to teach people these these certain movements, which is supposed to be uh, like they're supposed to do something special. Like kind of magical movements, a magical dance, and then here I am. Like I, I just watched the finale last night, and here I am. Like uh, okay, I've got these magical dance moves. I'm like, this is kind of silly. Like how could that? What's be? What's it called? The
1: the oh, it, it must a. be a good show because so, I wouldn't the O A yeah just like the letters O A. Yep. Um, I wouldn't expect you to watch rubbish. <laughs> so you know, would you, you you'd recommend we all go check this out? Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Who makes it? Where, where's it
0: from? Where is where's it based? It's, uh, so it's from Netflix, uh, but I don't know much about the production beyond that. So yeah, yeah. okay,
1: <laughs> okay. I, I I can look that up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's you know that's kind of silly. Like oh, okay, I'm, so what's what's happening? My life is imitating a a, a TV show, but. I'm, Okay. And what did, I mean, what are the dance moves supposed to do with it? <laughs> are they supposed to, uh, do something or maybe they're just for me. So, uh, and, and that's fine too. And maybe they just open my, my notties, my energy
1: channels, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I've seen other people that, that have done it, um, especially mm-hmm. when you go to a festival and you see people that, and you look, you're, you're thinking like that guy's on some good gear. <laughs> like he's out of control or, you know, look at those girls they're off the planet. Um, and people are just doing, they're just dancing like complete freedom lost, like just throw their own will to control their limbs away mm-hmm. and to let the music channel through them. Yep. And, and they, they look pretty weird. Um, most of the time, like yeah. i've seen YouTube videos of people doing crazy stuff um but yeah maybe maybe there's like i mean that's coming from somewhere and you' gonna you need to pay it like you need to understand that that there's something that's bigger than yourself, and when you can tap into that, anything's possible <laughs> because we don't know, yeah, so good work <laughs> good work keep keep busting those doors in,
0: <laughs> yeah. So the the other thing I said I was going to mention uh, the other time that I felt that like the starburst of energy it was about a week ago, and uh, I had I woke up and I was in sleep paralysis and kind of on my side, uh, but I wasn't alarmed at all. I guess I've I've been in sleep paralysis many times now, so so uh, and it wasn't like old hag syndrome, like uh like an old witch sitting on the bed or anything like that. It was just like being in a, a deep meditation. And mm. uh, so lay, laying there on my side uh, and and yeah, um, the first thing that I started noticing were these like starbursts of, of energy going through my body. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'll just let this happen and see, uh, you know, I'll see where this is going. And then yeah. <laughs> after that, um, I noticed uh, my ha- my hands were like kind of in front of me, maybe like crossed arms in front of me. Um, and I noticed they were starting to like, my hands were starting to drift up. And I was like, that's funny. And I was like, hang on, that's not my physical hand. That's my my dream hand or my spirit hand. Just flo- floating up like nice and light, and I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if I could uh, leave my body right now." And, and uh, uh, someone started. Well, some I felt this this sensation on, on my my left my right middle finger, like someone was trying to like gently pull my my finger up, so so I would get up out of my bed. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't manage to have an out of body
1: experience. But it was still kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, see that when when they're pulling your finger, did you realize what was going on and then snap out of it?
0: No, no. Um the the finger pulling was fine. Like I was I wasn't alarmed by it. Um, and but the, the problem was I was still very aware of my breath. So it's kind of the this funny thing because you'd be like when you're in a meditation, you'd be very aware of of your breath uh as a as a technique in meditation but then when you want to get to this other level of leaving your body you have to leave that behind somehow so that that was kind of difficult for me like i wanted to stay in this state of deep meditation but i also wanted to uh start ignoring my body
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um I, I'm not really good at doing that, actually. Like, being able to separate those two. I always snap out of what I'm doing. Right. Pretty exactly what you d- you just experienced. I, I don't know whether that means we're not ready or whether that means we need to practice more. Yeah, Probably. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably just a little practice, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Keep meditating, guys. It's good stuff. <laughs> Keeps you aware Yeah. how useless you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um uh, so i'm still you know i'm curious about these dances and and the chants and things and you know because that's that's actually been a theme in both of the adiwaska trips that i took or in the in the first one mother adiwaska was like hey uh i'm glad you're rapping more uh especially freestyling because well um she said that and, and she said i'm um uh, why don't you dance anymore? Why don't you play pool anymore? And these are all these are three things which really get me into a flow state when I'm when I'm really mm-hmm. on. Um, like when you're improvising, buta 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 you know, throwing these words around. Um, it, it it takes a, a little bit, and then then you know your eyes, eyes start to go bright, and and um, you 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 start feeling like you're you're throwing these words all over the place. Or, uh, yeah, with dancing, it's, you know, probably even easier um, uh, if you can get over that uh, self-consciousness and, you know, like you were saying, like throwing your body around like crazy, uh, trying to uh, let the music move you and that sort of thing. Uh, And, yeah, playing pool as well. So the point was, you know, these are all things when when you get into a flow state, I think it's kind of... uh, Curative. It's kind of medicinal, I suppose, because 100%. <laughs> because yeah. it, it's like you leave your you leave your preoccupations behind, you lo- leave, leave your worries at home, uh, and just uh, your your body becomes energized and loose, uh, and it's
1: it's kind of ready to do whatever. So, uh, uh, I've come across the. The the idea of the art of living, it's been brought to me recently, Mm. and it sounds very cool when you say it, like, I'm going to introduce you to the art of living, Uh and it's like, uh, you think art, creative expression, um, you know, uniqueness, individual one-off pieces, artwork, but when you create your life as an art piece, and you're the artist, like, that's, it's a balance of taking responsibility and enjoying yourself. (laughs) to whatever that can be with as much color and movement as you can fit into it with the music really loud. That's what makes your eyes go bright. <laughs> That's what brings you into being alive. Like, you know, you feel like there's, there's new green shoots on a tree that might have been, you know, one hour from being dead. You know, like uh, you're about to leave the club and all of a sudden your favorite song comes on and your mate comes over with a new drink and you're like, yeah, I could probably hang around for another hour. Like, this is going to be all right. And then cheers to a good night. And all of a sudden you're there till 4 a.m. <laughs> it's like, what happened? I was dying at 10 o'clock. I was tired. <laughs> and then something, something happened to me. And all of a sudden I just just had the best night of my life. Or whatever. <laughs> like we could do that every day. It's just that we we forget about the art of living. So um I haven't gone too deep into this and and I don't I don't know. I'm not even sure what is in it. But I know there's something there because, you know, inside me it starts swirling energy like you should knock on that door. What is the art of living and how do I expand that to make this life possibly one of my best ones? (laughs) And there's a lot of people that think it's the only life they've got. So, come on, guys. I mean, (laughs) come on, pull your shit together and start living. But it's it's about that. It's about working out, you know, what you need to do um, to keep yourself glowing and then to do that. So yeah, man, to hear that you're dancing and rapping again, I didn't know you weren't. So uh you know, I didn't I haven't rapping
0: that much recently, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. No, you, I but- I know you like doing it that's kind of how we met, you know, our, you know, fifty lifetimes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back at back at the M bar in Newcastle. <laughs> we
0: um, didn't meet at that, the that building's definitely <laughs>
1: there anymore. We never met at the M bar. I never saw you. On- no, no, we, we- <laughs> No, we, we didn't. We didn't. But you were you we were there once, okay. We walked in once and We did. It was uh it was a night yeah, yeah, we we were there. I met up with a couple other friends um from high school that um were actually really good friends now. And I think it was actually yeah. that night that um, you know, rekindled those high school friendships and birthed what we have right now. And we were having a, like a a freestyle rap night, and and everyone's like, Aaron, you should do it. And I'm like, you got the wrong guy. Kurt, you're doing it. <laughs> and you did. You just got up on stage and just busted out some rhymes. And, um, I mean, the place is empty, <laughs> Newcastle. Um, <laughs> but we had, all had a good had, time. They had an we loved- night
0: at Ember at Mercury?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I yep. have no recollection of that.
1: Uh, okay. I, I, let, let, let me try to fill it in. It had the dance floor with all the coloured squares. Yeah. You remember the, oh, the different cl- colored flashing squares? Yeah. Anyway, it was, I mean, I'm talking back, I don't know, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, um, So, you know, it's a long time ago. <laughs> but um, I don't know why I just thought of that then. I thought it was relevant. But, th- yeah, this is part of like the art of living. So, um, that's what I'm working on right now because it's important to me. <laughs> Got to, got to work that out. So, yeah. So, now I need to work out. And someone asked you, okay, so if you uh, could do anything you wanted right now, if you could live your life to the max, what's the top five things you'd do? And I think most people would struggle to work that out. Yeah. And I only say that because I did. It's like, well, I like I like speeding through the countryside. Like if the the corner says take it at sixty five, I like to try and double it and get my car around that corner as fast as I can. Like I know it's bad. Like you shouldn't speed, and the roads are rubbish. But there's a feeling of being so close to rolling your car that I really enjoy. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I, no, I, don't I, think I, that's I think it's, it's like <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's a terrible idea. Don't try it at home. But it's just it's it's like people like to jump out of planes. Mm, I'm yeah. not going to do that. But, um, but that's but probably like to, actually like drive safer than, out the country what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah it is it's it's much safer and i, I don't i don't double the speed um, i do the speed limit but it's i like to be out in nature um, i like to listen to to music like i don't know i'm i'm struggling to even tell you what i like to do what's that all about <laughs> i think i mean i'm you know i'm 31 plus years old and i should know what i like to do and i can't even tell you what i enjoy doing yeah. That's a, that's a concern. No, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I, heaps of stuff I like doing. But, I mean, if I'm thinking when someone first asked me, like, rattle off the five things you like to do, I should be able to just tell you straight away, like a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, if you ask a five-year-old kid, what's the favorite thing to do? Bam, there it is. I'll do it forever. I ride my bike really fast and jump over stunts. Like, you know, I, was, I used to do that, and that was great. I <laughs> didn't even have a bike anymore. Like, do you see, well, see what I'm losing here? I'm not living. Childhood. I, need a, I need a, yeah, well, this is what we should doing all the time. Like, I don't know how much, when you wake up in the morning, do you say, I'm going to give myself half hour of playtime? Uh, I, I, I give myself
0: like two hours of playtime, uh, like ex- accidentally,
1: and then so <laughs> half the day's gone before I realize it. So, <laughs> See? See? Well, you, you've got the luxury of living a life. But imagine waking up a, uh, I don't know, any kid under 10 years old and saying, today, no play time. Mm-hmm. You know you're not playing because you have to get up and you, you're gonna you're gonna go do something else, and you're not gonna you're gonna come home tired. And you're not gonna have any play time. That kid's devastated. Mm-hmm. So I so I don't know why we do it to ourselves. I just I don't I didn't get it. Yeah, good
0: good point. And, yeah, and,
1: and it's become very apparent coming back to Australia that everyone forgot how to have a good time.
0: Really. Yeah, what is? Yeah, you, you like know, me- people are depressed because of uh, the the economy being bad or something, or
1: no, the well, the I mean, if I if I wasn't so pessimistic, um, economy wise, and, and spoke to people like I don't know, like our, our groups of circles, and we talk about sound money and and cryptocurrencies and yeah. you know, real real investments rather than the casino stock exchanges, if I actually didn't know any of that. Um, which most people don't. Mm. They're just sad, and I'm not sure why. Okay, because you know I, mean, like- I mean, people are concerned about
0: uh, being, being unemployed, and some. I mean, if if people are worried about unemployment, then that also means people are, are stuck or they they stay in jobs that they don't like because they think, oh, well, the job market's terrible right now, and what am I going to yeah. do, and that kind of thing. So I think that maybe that has an effect on it. Because I, I do see yeah, news as, reports as a, about
1: that. Yeah, as a collective, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. I was in. I took a big walk through Sydney yesterday from Central back to Town Hall. I mean, like, okay, it wasn't that big. It was a few blocks. <laughs> it was hot. I've, I've been I've been in it. Well, Australia's been under like super hot weather. Um, I think it's that's, that's why I'm in a singlet. And that's why I look all wet because it's well over thirty degrees, and it's been insane all week. So, I'm walking down George Street, and everyone just looks really sad, like, like sad, like, heads down, no, no smiles, you know. The only guys smiling were the guys with the mics chanting about Jesus will save you on the corner of, um, of uh, the, the corner. It's on George Street, I don't know, halfway along there at Town Hall. There's guys chanting about Jesus will save you, you know, God's the answer, and, and everyone's, like, walking past pretending to ignore them. Um, but I grabbed the flyer, and I'm like, yeah, you're doing something, you know, you're actually doing something. So, that's great. You know, you're enjoying yourself and you're smiling, so I'll give you a point for that too. <laughs> um, but no one else was, and there was, I mean, there's a few guys busting that way, like you know, out there singing and guitars and stuff, and that that's cool. But the majority of people are looking upset. Yeah, but is in Sydney
0: always like that,
1: or? Well, um, we. I mean, I was with my wife Joanna, and I couldn't. I was talking to her about it, and we as we're walking and we're looking around, and we couldn't work it out like we were saying what's like the, the the sun is out the weather's great um economy's good i mean there's there's maseratis cruising around like the new ones i saw like the brand new r8 drive down racing down the main street there annoying everyone with its loud exhaust so like there's, there's money there i don't know what the problem is like the like the so- society works um but there's like uh, – it's not like – well, I guess we, we have comparisons. I mean, look at Mexico. You could be broke poor, like literally not even one peso. But as long as your mate's got 20 pesos to buy at Kawama, you're having the best afternoon ever. yeah You know what I mean? And you just forget about all that shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're having to be with your best mate, and it's great. every Life's good. Who cares? But I don't know what happens here in Australia. Like there's something – Wrong, and I've got that Mexican experience I can compare it to. And I was in Thailand last month, and these people are—they're not doing that great. You know what I mean? Like Thai economy, people like the the, the cost of living is cheap, but you don't really earn much. And, and these people are really happy as well. So I don't understand why there, there's some kind of psychological block um, in Australian culture that the majority of people are either working too much, that could be lying to themselves all they're they're just striving for things that are misaligned with you know their their sole purpose of being here. I' got no idea, yeah, yeah. but um, there's something going on, and Australia's a bit sick, so I don't know do you want to help me fix it <laughs> i don't know I don't know what to do like i, I want to help people that you know they they told me to go away
0: well, there's always a bit of that uh tall poppy syndrome or like like crabs in a bucket uh, like i I mean. I wouldn't say it so much in Australia when it relates to emotional state. I mean, but in in London, the, there's uh, I don't I, I've never been, but I don't I don't know exactly how accurate this is. But people say, like if you if you step out a line in in London, like you're smiling and happy, people will be like, well, "What are you fucking so happy about, mate?" <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe there's something. Like that in Sydney as well. I mean, Australia is supposed to be very big on that tall poppy syndrome. Uh, tall poppy gets cut. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: yeah. I, I think it's just big, big city, big city life. You know, a lot big, of yeah. a lot of noise. Yeah, I saw the um, I saw a Tesla cruise past, and I thought, okay, that's the that's the new electric car, which they look amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, and and then I thought, what happens if every car was like that? That there'd be no There'd be no traffic noise Mm -hmm. like that. That'd be a weird city. And I'm trying to process like what would Sydney be like if there was no engines running Mm -hmm. anymore? It was just like these, you know, silent cars cruising around. Mm -hmm. I would hope people brought out their guitars and drums and and then you'd rock up and start showing us new moves and, you know, everyone starts (laughs) dancing and partying (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, I I, I feel a transition. Like I, I- like within myself I'm I'm extremely happy. Like probably the happiest I've ever been. Um maybe. I don't know. Like but I feel like I feel like a kid again. So um Spe-
0: speaking I'm doing all
1: right. Feeling like a kid. You're about to have a kid. Yeah, well that, that's that's really exciting. Um yeah, if if I take away the, the immigration headaches and the fact that my wife doesn't have access to any uh healthcare or any um any medicare in australia so it's going to pretty be quite expensive um, Can you get but i'm trying to think about
0: that too much water birthing sexy yeah birthing.
1: that's that's what i'm well it's, it's funny you say that because um i bought a car only a few weeks ago and the guy that i bought it off his wife is a midwife ah. so i was like well that's that's interesting work um then this is when he told me she doesn't get paid enough and that she does it because she likes receiving boxes of chocolates from the parents oh. that thank her for all her support and help, and that is more like a wholesome – she does it because it's, it's an amazing job yeah. more than, you know, whatever she gets paid. Um, but, yeah, he said that he delivered both of his babies himself at home. Wow. And I thought, well, if that's not a sign for me to step up and, and be a dad, well, then, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is my little world, and all of a sudden, they've got this guy saying, yeah, you can you can deliver your own kids now. It's like –
0: Bingo bango! I'm sure. Yeah, like
1: so. So that was the universe saying, "Aaron, just just DIY it out yourself." (laughs) Yeah, why not? I mean, he did say he did say I recommend you go to a midwife centre or clinic and Mm. get advice, and then they'll they'll tell you what you need on hand. Mm. Like he, he talked about getting you need like a list of things you need to supply, like oxygen bottle, and you know that. Those little pools, <laughs> I don't know stuff, and little pretty good couple like midwives, a, like a kiddie pool. Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen people do water birth. Oh, no, I haven't seen them. I've heard of people doing a water birth in a in a kiddie pool, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how did the Aztecs do it. Maybe I should look that up.
0: In the swamps of uh, Tenochtitlan, and <laughs>
1: in wherever in the canals, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they probably did, uh, or like in Apocalypto, where she had the the baby underwater in the well. Like that was really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, you know, the Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto. Yeah I the um, it. It, the rain the rain comes in and she's trapped in the well because you know the husband threw her down there to save her life, and the well starts filling up and he couldn't get back in time. Anyway, it's a really good movie. I won't tell you what happened.
0: <laughs> Classic.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it's, it's it's one of the few movies about um you know. The, the Aztec Mayan village type civilizations. It's, re- it's it's really quite cool. And it's actually done in um uh, like native language as well. So it's not English, it's not Spanish. It's, in Nahuatl. Uh some version, yeah. You know how there's like thousands of dialects. Yeah. Well there's like um there's still about fifteen native languages
0: in Mexico, I guess.
1: Okay. So I, they probably picked one of those <laughs> and you put a few people in but um directly by, by Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean whichever one was probably more predominant, so you could well, find na- someone Nahuatl that could actually teach the, the actors how to. Nahuatl it's always
0: the is the most popular one. You know, most most Mexican words like I don't know chama goso. That's actually oh nesway coyote, <laughs> yeah nesway coyote <laughs> coyote. Yeah, that's another yeah. Nahuatl word aguacate. Yeah, they're, avocado. They're, There's heaps. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of um, <laughs> um, so the, the language is not dead, it's <laughs> actually finding its way, it's uh, it's
0: sneaking into Spanish. Well, it's it's already sneaking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I'm investigating delivering my own daughter, yeah, which is um, really cool really cool cuz i think it's you know a lot of people go wow mad can you imagine the connection you're going to have and it's it's like yeah well i've already got a really big connection because you know i can't i can't get up in the morning without talking to her because she's uh what five five and a half months now but she's completely alive conscious interactive you know i just, just put my ear on my wife's belly and i mean she's a real thing uh, <laughs> And I, I can, we got this code, I would say, you know, one kick for yes, two kicks for no. Yeah. And how does <laughs> um, it work? She gave me a few notes. She gave me a few no's last week. So, um, Are you going to be yeah. an astronaut when you grow up? <laughs> I, I, I feel like um, wherever the baby's consciousness comes from. Um, beside, I mean, and this is going to come straight off. like This Brussels is probably part two. of comes from Brussels. Some scientific so okay, Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the capital of the EU, so- Exactly. Does that does that make her special? <laughs> Makes her a citizen anyway. of the Schengen zone. No, go on. Sorry. Okay. No, I'll rip that paperwork up. <laughs> not, not signing that. Um, yeah, last episode, if you guys missed it, I talked about- how I had this episode in Thailand um, and I saw myself outside myself, as in I saw my meat vessel, human being, animal, whatever you want to call it, in the mirror, and I recognised that that's not actually me. Mm. Like, And it was a very distinct – it might have only been a split second where I could see a little twinkle in my own eye and I realised that myself, like physically, was saying – Aaron, you're all right. You look after me. I'll look after you. We've got a big job ahead of us. Like, we got a, we got a lot of work to do. We're changing the world somehow. You know, just look after me. I'll look after you. You're all right. You know, like, we're, we're a good team. You know, yeah. you conscious brain and or conscious big mind and, and me, arms and legs, um, we're going to be okay. So, I figure there's a lot of knowledge there that possibly is in people that they lose through the childhood process, like there's yeah. there's a um, there's a natural order of how to live. There's there's, inf- there's knowledge and information. Probably that that my daughter has um, right now. She's probably completely aware of everything and the past and the future. I've got no idea. I mean, I don't know when brains get developed, but I figure if you don't have a brain, you probably know more than someone with a brain. It's just you're not held back by the logical steps of trying to understand what this reality is. So. You know, it's just pure heartfelt connection experience because she's completely interactive, which blew me away. Um, and and I would say I would say to um, we're deciding to name her Jimena. Oh,
0: um,
1: so Jimmy, which is which? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Jemima, or right. or apparently it's even like Simone. Um, but it's it's X I M E N A. Yeah. So. Joanna's Choice, I couldn't come up with a better name, so that's that's good. She can have that. Um, but I would ask her, like, are you looking after mum? And straight away, just kicks me. Um, <laughs> so we, we have this communication, and I'd ask her questions, and she just straight away just kicks me. So I understand that she knows I'm here. I don't know if she knows what I am or who I am <laughs> um, or, or whether she even understands me. Or well, sometimes I might just lay there and, you know, ear, hand, you know, Belly area and and just try and project emotions yeah. to try and communicate to see whether you know if if you can feel how much I love you right now, kick me <laughs> just once and then she she might start dancing for a little bit. Like, you know these things happen and it's incredible. I don't I don't even know how to put into words. Uh, maybe that's why I'm so stoked. Maybe that's why I'm so happy wow. all of a sudden. Yeah, it's it's a really intense um, feeling, but on the other hand. Seeing her on the ultrasound really hit me hard because all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, now you can actually be hurt. Now you can, you know, now you're not going to be able to protect yourself Mm. completely. Mm. Uh, Now you're going to be responsible for why she mightn't be able to get, you know, a job when she grows up. (laughs) 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 Uh, Like, what kind of, like, I I know a lot of people say, I don't want to have children because this is a terrible world. I get it. I kind of, but it's like, what are you doing to change the world on the other hand? Yeah. So, so now it's like, you know, we've been joking about changing the world, one world at a time. Now it's like, all right, that's a joke. How, how, what are you going to do? Well, it's (laughs) pretty a joke to most people, but it's real. Like it's really real. If you are listening to this and you can feel my sense of urgency and expanded responsibility even to reach out to you and make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be and supposed to, yeah, supposed to be, um, then, and to live your life to like the maximum excitement. Well then do me a favor and do something about that <laughs> for me, for yourself, because we need everybody to do this. And I get it. Like it's, you get it because you start to live it. Mm. That's like a big change. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what happened in Thailand. That was a big change. So, when I am ready to tell you what I'm working on and why I've been so busy and not so much making episodes with Kurt lately, uh, and kind of letting the team down, <laughs> um, you, you'll see you'll see what I mean. But Great. it's going to be a big year, a big year. Did we even talk about what we're supposed to talk about today? I don't yeah, know, we, we did. did. we t- t- We talked
0: even more. Yeah, I, ca- I covered it. Don't worry, it's all on the recording. Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I, th- I got I got my message across. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the catch up, Aaron. It's great to great to hear you're excited about uh, being a father and expressing your creative force to the fullest. Blow, blow the world away. Jimena is going to show the world a whole new level of divine consciousness.
1: I, I'm banking on it <laughs> for sure. All right
0: thank you for listening remember to press subscribe press like press upvote on Steamit it and <laughs> jump onto facebook and press like on facebook as well subscribe on YouTube, itunes pocket casts any way you can subscribe share it as many times as you can every time you share one of our videos or audios A fairy gets its wings. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you tune in next time.
1: Peace.